My guest this week is Drew Burks. Drew is an expert in online webinars and courses. He can help you take whatever knowledge you have in your head and turn it into a profitable business by creating a course and also create the sales funnel to bring customers into your world and convert them into paying customers. This was a really insightful conversation with Drew and he explained all that he has done to become a consulting expert in sales funnels. If you have ever thought about taking the knowledge you have and turning it into an online business, this episode is definitely something you're gonna wanna listen to. I'm so excited to have Drew on the podcast and this was a very exciting episode for me as this is something that I wanted to actually learn myself. And to be honest, I'm hoping to work with Drew in the future on some online webinars and courses and mastermind groups of my own. So please sit back and enjoy this episode with Drew Burks. Hey everyone, thanks again for joining me. I'm very grateful that you've taken the time to listen to my podcast and you find it worthy enough for me to be in your ears. I have a great guest on today. His name is Drew Burks. He caught my eye. He had put up a post in a, in a private group that we're in and then I started doing the normal hunting down research type thing. I was really interested in what Drew's doing. I know a lot of you are too, especially in the times we're living in, trying to make other income now that some people have been laid off, furloughed due to COVID-19. What Drew has to offer is super, super timely. So here we are. Drew, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, Great man. Be here. So I'm excited. Uh, you and I don't know a lot about each other, but we, like many of us who are entrepreneurs or we are constantly students of learning new things and we belong to a couple of the same groups online. And so, like I said, I came across your post. It was really cool. And obviously a lot of other people loved it because it got a bunch of feedback. Anyhow, the post was for all of you listening and then all of you who are viewing this uh, on Friday after the release of the podcast. Drew creates these alarms with uh, custom labels on his phone and it basically just keeps him keeps him organized throughout the day it got a lot of feedback from a lot of people so drew sparked my interest and then like i said all these other things that he's doing so drew i don't want to get ahead and say something and then go you know no not really or whatever but but for me what it looks like from an outsider is that reading some of your story you left a high paying consulting job and you decided and it's what i'm a firm believer of is the whole trading time for money thing. And it's just a huge, I don't know how we got here in society, but well, you know, they teach us. That's why they, you know, that's what school system's all about. It's uh, teaching, uh, teaching our kids to be, you know, employees. And that's what, it, that's how we got here. Yeah. So it really hit me. I've always been an entrepreneur, so I never quote worked for the man, except when I was just out of college for a few years. Very quickly, I jumped out on my own. So I've been working on my own, but it's still, even as an entrepreneur and working on your own, you still have to put in so many hours to get the results where what you teach is this residual income where you wake up in the morning and you check your account and you've made money by sharing your knowledge online, either through courses or webinars or whatever the case might be. And that's the true gift that you bring to the table is to teach people how to do that. I know people that 
are already in this realm of searching for what they need to do to make an income, especially, like I said, if they're laid off or they're furloughed, you know, they might have run across all these different funnel programs. And we know that ClickFunnels is one of the, the most well-known and Russell's been on tons of podcasts and shows with Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi. It's really nice to find someone who's using it and so passionate about it and who's an expert that isn't the person who made it. And that's what was interesting about having you on because you can give this perspective of, hey, I've always wanted to try it. I'm not sure if it's for me. But I also want you to talk about how people come to the realization that they have something to offer. Because I think that is really the hardest thing for someone to say. They sit there and they go, I don't know anything. So what am I going to sell online? Why, why would anybody join my webinar? And I think that's the piece that I struggle with myself. So I threw a lot at you. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, yeah that's all right. But, but I'm excited. And I want well, to that's, get... That's you know, what most people struggle with. I just had a... Uh, Facebook message right before we jumped on where, you know, someone was telling me it was a big, long, you know, Facebook message like this long. And it, this, the summary of it was, who am I? Who am I to teach this? Right. And that, I think that's at the core of what most people, myself included with struggle with in the beginning is like, who am I? Why would someone buy this from me? Why would someone pay me? And you know, what happens is we tend to do what we do and we do it, you know, second nature. And so to us, we dismiss it. And back in 2008 or nine, one of my mentors, his name was Mario, we were having coffee. And he said to me, he said, Drew, I'm going to teach you something. The smallest thing you know is extremely valuable to someone who doesn't know it, but wants to know it. And that really helped kind of shift my path, right? The trajectory I was on, because it, it helped me realize like, wow, I do know this and this and this and this, and it's easy for me, but it's not necessarily easy for everyone. And, and you know, like I'm sure interviewing people for you is way easier than it would ever be for me. And the way you kind of break this down or that I found, I learned this from someone else is R-E-S, right? Kind of like for the, the respect song. But it's like, if you've ever achieved a result in your life or you've helped other people achieve a result, that's something you can teach people. That's something you can create a mastermind around or a course and something you can make money from. Or if you have overcome an experience, right? Maybe you've overcome an abusive relationship or an addiction. That's something you can help people with. Or if you have a specific skill set, right? Like maybe you're really good at Microsoft Excel or Photoshop or ClickFunnels. And so that kind of is a good transition because in 2015, I'd already built my first million dollar funnel. And I did it with a coach who I'd helped her bring her expertise to market. We went to the first funnel hacking live event in Las Vegas in 2015, they had just launched. So we went, we sat through the uh, first day of the event. We went up to our hotel room as myself, and my two business partners, and we put into practice what we learned. Like, and that's another key, right? Joe, as people go to these events or they go buy a, a, a course or they join a group and they get excited, but they don't take action. Yep. And so Joe and Josh and I, they were my two business partners. We went up to our hotel room. We went on to a site called ClickBank not ClickFunnels, but ClickBank, we found affiliate products. And we found these products in the paleo space, which were trending, like they, they showed they had a lot of sales. And none of us were uh, paleo, and, but we set up a funnel, we logged in, we set up our first ClickFunnels account, we built a funnel, we used the ClickBank products for affiliate, and then we turned ads on. And then we went out and partied, and the next day we went to the event, and middle of the day, we came up and checked, and we already had sales coming in. And we were like, this is incredible. And that turned out to be an extremely successful project 
And so two things I'll share with people on that is, number one was if you can find an audience that's willing and, and able and hungry and, and passionate about something, like paleo people are, that's a great market to go in. The other thing we learned was you need to make sure the audience is willing to spend the money you want to make. So we shut it down after like six months. We were getting the cheapest traffic, built one of the largest lists we'd ever built, and we had daily sales coming in. But we were only selling $20 and $30 items. And we were used to selling $1,000 items. So we just shut it down. So the lessons there, pick an audience that's hungry, but pick an audience that's willing and able to spend the money you want to make. Yeah. And it's so funny that you mentioned that because that's what I struggle with. I'm an entrepreneur and I was in software and networking out of college, even though I went to school for music. And I've always been a musician my whole life. But now I own a management booking agency, which doesn't just involve music, but I have over 500 forms of entertainment on my roster. And that spans from Arizona to Colorado. Those are our two major states. Obviously, when COVID hit, the whole world just stopped, right? So anything to do with corporate events or having entertainment at the resorts here in Arizona or Scottsdale and Phoenix just stopped. So my expertise, if I was to pick, like when I joined the same private group that you're in and I went through that process, I was going to create a mastermind about how to make a living as a musician and give all of the options because it's not just performing, it's recording and it's uh, writing songs and it's composing and arranging. And it's, it's literally taking as many things that you can do in the realm of music. But then I started to think, and this is what might come into other people's minds about what their expertise is. For me, I was like, for the most part, a lot of musicians don't have money. So I'm walking down a path of giving my expertise, expecting people to show up to a $97 mastermind course or whatever it is, right? Who just making up numbers that don't have that $97. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people, there's some really good examples in the music industry that are making millions of dollars online from low ticket. So it can be done. It's not something I wouldn't give up on that. It's just for us, the reason, you know, to make sure it's in full context here is unlike you who are passionate about music and you have experience there, we didn't know anything about paleo. (laughs) So one of our driving forces that that caused us to to get out of that was one day when Simon had called us up and he handled a lot of tech and web and hosting stuff for us. He said, hey, who's checking the info at the paleoguru.com email? We didn't even know we had that email. He's like, well, we have like 240 emails from people asking about uh, recipe substitutions. Wow. uh, I don't, yeah, we we don't know. Like, (laughs) so that was like, you know, maybe it wasn't an integrity. Maybe we should get out of that. So, you know, definitely I would say to you or anyone listening, just because we gave up on a project was low ticket doesn't mean you should, but what you want to do is do the math. So this will be another lesson I'll share with you is that, I get a lot of calls from people who say, Drew, I know you have a lot of experience building webinars. I want to do a million dollar webinar. I have a thousand dollar course. It's fantastic. Can you help me? And then we go through and I always run people through this calculator I built. It's just a Google spreadsheet. And they'll, cause inevitably they'll say something like this, Joe, they'll say, all right, we have the, we have the course, we have everything to vision and we have like $500 for ads, you know, and I plug in the math and I'm like, well, even at a four times return, you're going to make 2000 bucks, right? Like people have an unreasonable expectation because of a lot of what the, you know, gurus have done, right? They show the Lamborghinis and the big houses is he 
people think that, you know, it's just magic and it's not. So, you know, you have to uh, kind of work backwards and you say, well, if I have a $97 product, I got to figure out what all my conversion points are going to be. So how many people that see my sales page are going to buy? How many people do I need to, you know, get to opt in so they can see this sales page and reverse engineer? And then that'll give you a pretty good idea of how much money it's going to take you to spend on ads. And so on one of the last projects we did, we were making about $130,000 a month, but it was taking 30 grand a month in ad spend. Right. And so, you know, like I just find that people aren't willing to look at, they won't do the math. You know, if you, a lot of people make tons of money, but they figured out the math and they're willing to put that money back into it and, mm-hmm. and focus on the conversion. So. Yeah. I, it's, it's really funny because I've heard through the various podcasts that I listen to, whether it's Mike Dillard or Tim Ferriss or, um, whoever. Yeah. You know, all the, all those people that we sort of follow in that it's, you hear people talking about putting in five and six figures worth of money in ads continuously every month to, to generate the revenue that they're generating. Right. And I guess there's has to be a, a, a confidence level at some point that you're getting the return. So the way I coach people and my clients and my partners is in the first couple of weeks, maybe the first month, you need to understand that what most people would describe as you're wasting money, throwing money away, burning money. But what you're really doing is you're buying the data that you need to optimize the funnel. So for the first week, month, you might not make any money and you might have spent a few hundred or a few thousand dollars. But what you're getting is the data for the conversion so that you know, like, oh, I need to fix this opt-in page or oh, I need to fix the offer or I need to fix this sales video or I got to fix my emails. So you have to kind of go through that process. So that's why I say you're buying the data. And then once you get through that, it truly works out that you're never spending a penny on ads because of the way it works. So let's just talk Facebook. So when we were spending 30 grand a month, Facebook would bill us twice a month. And we would pay that on an Amex card, which meant we had another, you know, two weeks and 30 days to make the payment. But money was coming in every day. So we'd have we'd have five thousand dollar days, ten thousand dollar days, twenty thousand dollar days. That's money coming in. So People need to understand that in the first few weeks, it's money out for ads. And you make a decision during that point, like, hey, this is going to work. Or this is, as uh, Kevin O'Leary on Shark Tank says, like, you decide if you have to take it out back and shoot it, you know, like if it's, but once you get to the point where it's working, it's, you, you know, you're not truly, there's no money out of your pocket for the ads. Money's come in first. I got really excited about talking to you about this and having you on. So I jumped like right into it, but can you, can we just take a step back so that People can understand who Drew Burks is and how this happened for you. A little bit that I found was you were doing some real estate and then I'm done. You know, I'm going to do all this on my own. So, but can you walk us through, at least give us a brief synopsis of how you landed today? And then when you talked about Simon and Joe, your partners, I'm not sure what business you guys were in when you went to that funnel convention. Yeah, the funnel. Yeah. So if we can just jump back because I want them to know, I want them to kind of relate to who you are and what you do, but I want them to know where you came from. You made the same jump that you're trying to convince everyone else to do. And, and it's, it's a lot easier when it comes from an authentic place of like, Hey, I did it. Whether or not you had millions in the bank when you did it, or you had $500 in the bank, it's still important. I had zero in the bank. Okay. So Uh, there, (laughs) see, it makes it even a sweeter story. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go through it quickly, but I'll try to give you what I think are the, the important highlights. So you know Perfect. who I am. So 
first and foremost, personal. I'm from Indiana, so I got my Notre Dame football shirt on here. Nice. I'm a, a Indiana Hoosier basketball fan. So um, that's where I'm from, born and raised there. And moved to San Diego in 99. So I'm in San Diego, California. I'll show you outside, but it's one of the few crappy weather days out today. When I moved here in 99, I didn't know anyone. I came out here with my girlfriend, who's my wife now. And we were in a coffee shop. And it was 1999. So in a coffee shop, and I saw something I'd never seen before. Right? In 99, we didn't have these. We didn't have Zoom. We didn't have, most people didn't even have a laptop. And I saw people waiting in line to sit down at this little wooden box and get on this little TV screen. And for like three nights, I was down there playing chess with my girlfriend, drinking coffee late night. And I was just every night, like, what the hell are these people doing? Like, what is this? So finally, I went over, I asked people and they were getting on the internet. They were putting their dollar bill in just like you would to get a soda on his internet kiosk. And I was dumbfounded. So I called the number on the side, right? Like if you lose your money and the owner, his name was Eric. He answered and I said, Hey, I'm at this living room coffee shop. Like I'm staring at these people getting on this machine. Like, what is it? So he's like, well, did you lose money? I said, no, I didn't lose any money, but like, I, I want to talk to you guys about this. And so they said, look, we're not hiring. We're not hiring. And the next morning I just drove down there. They had their address on there and I got there at like 8 AM and I introduced myself and he was shocked. He said, Hey, I told you we're not hiring. Like, why'd you come down here? <laughs> and I said, look, I'm just fascinated. Like I got to know about this. And so Long story short, they, they wouldn't give me a job. And, you know, I, I wasn't really asking for one. I needed one because I just moved here. But I said, I want to put these locations out for you. And so they said, all right, well, they go in coffee shops. If you can get a deal, come back and let us know. So I came back the next morning. I said, hey, I got six coffee shops. They want to do it. Do you have a contract? Wow, really? So he gave me a contract, like a one-page thing. So I went back. I got them signed. I came back. And I said, hey, can you give me a bunch of these? So after about two weeks, I came back with so many of them that he said, hey, I, I'm going to give you a job because it's cheaper for me to pay you as employee than it is to pay you on all these commissions. Right. So I was the number seventh employee there. And we quickly grew to like 30 employees. It was fantastic. Nine months in, he pulled up in a brand new Ferrari and he said, hey, I sold out the company on Friday. Next Friday is everyone's last day. Gosh. And so I was terrified, but I called their partner, the guy that had the most kiosk out in the field. And I said, hey, uh, rather than putting these in these coffee shops, let's put them in apartment properties. He was like, hey, I thought about that, but you know, let's talk about it. So he flew me to San Francisco. I went there. We talked about it over lunch. This was like a 45-minute lunch. He put $1 million in a bank. We incorporated. I flew back to San Diego with Joe, the guy I mentioned earlier. And he and I created this company called Pipeline DSL. And in nine months, we signed 12,000 apartments up nationwide. We were going to do an IPO, but then the tech bubble burst. So that kind of shut that down. From there, I started real estate brokerage, grew that. I started that with Joe also. And then we ran that for about three years. Then I went off and started my own with no partners. Did that for a while. I was running my real estate brokerage. And then 09, my wife and I started our family. And so she had our first baby boy in November of 09. And I didn't want to be an absent parent. I wanted to be at home. So I was like, I'm going to do this internet marketing thing. Everyone's got a Lamborghini and this is going to be amazing. We'll be rich. And I dissolved my real estate company, let go all 36 realtors and started in this internet marketing and it didn't work. It did not work for like six months. It just was miserable. 
And then I went out to Arizona to an event called Icon, which was uh, led by an, this company called Infusionsoft. And I went there and I was expecting to meet all these internet marketers that had all these Lamborghinis and they were all you know, rich, but none of them were there. And I came back and my wife said, hey, we couldn't afford for you to take that trip. Like, how was it? I said, well, it was great, but it was terrible because I didn't meet anyone I wanted to meet. But what I met changed my life. I met doctors, business people that were using this tool in Fusionsoft that I thought was for online marketers. And they all had an online course. And I didn't realize that world existed. I thought it was just, you know, like the, the flashy internet marketers. And so that's what led me to a consulting gig because I mastered in Fusionsoft. I started getting, you know, following up with people I met at the event and businesses started hiring me as a consultant. And I was doing extremely well by most people's standards, extremely well consulting. But it was in about January of 2014, my wife was about six or seven months pregnant. My oldest son, who was born in 09, said to me one night at bedtime, I was reading books, and he said, hey, dad, can I ask you a question? You know, and I had him under my arm. I said, of course, buddy, what? And he goes, can you do me a favor? Can you stop consulting? Can you stop going to people's offices every week? Because I liked it when you were home when I was a baby, and I want you to be home for the new baby. Wow, that's powerful. And it melted my heart. Yeah. And so I did. I resigned. I had $198,500 in just recurring billing coming in. It took me like two and a half days to, to do the work for it. And so I resigned. And we were in the hospital. And my wife's giving birth. She was like, do you think you could, should have maybe waited a little while to <laughs> give up that income? Uh, but I you know, was committed to it. And then that's when I really stumbled into helping coaches and experts take their knowledge, put it into courses like all these businesses had been doing. And I just built the webinar and the tech and the funnel and the automation because that's what I'd been doing for businesses. And I did that. And the first one I did was June, or October 2014. So from June to October was hell. There was like no income. My savings was going like this. <laughs> And we did $220,000 in 10 days. And so my partner, the expert at that point, she was a coach. She said, hey, this is amazing. I didn't know this was possible. We partnered. 22 months later, we'd done over $3 million in sales. And so that was kind of brings you up to where I'm at now. And I've just done that with dozens of people since then. But that was what got me to there. And then that moment that just changed everything. So, so I'm making the assumption that all of my listeners and like I said, the viewers that watch it on YouTube understand what funnels are, but um, can you at least give us the really layman description of what funnels do so that they understand as we talk about this deeper and your expertise in this? So it's a great question. A lot of people ask it. Here's how I explain it for a better. A, sales funnel, when I use the word sales funnel, it's really what people just used to say a website, okay? It's just a web page right? www.whatever.com. It's just a web page. The difference is this. A website, as we used to know it, will have a navigation across the top, like the about page, a contact page, the team page, all this nonsense. Whereas a funnel, each page in the funnel has only two options. A, one option is hit the little X in the browser corner and leave. Or B, take the action I want you to take, which might be entering a name and email. It might be clicking a button to schedule a call. It might be filling out an application. It might be downloading something. It might be filling out your credit card. So that's a big difference. A website is a bunch of pages with a bunch of options and no clear path. A funnel is a series of web pages 
each page leading the person to the next page. So one of the things I can share with you is when I left the icon event years back and started that journey of building my consulting business, one thing I learned painfully after using Infusionsoft, paying three or $400 a month for that tool and not making any money was a gentleman said to me, Drew, what are your systems and processes? I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I said, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, what do you mean system and processes? And he laughed, he said, hey, Infusionsoft is a tool designed to automate systems and processes. So it's no wonder you're having a tough time, right? You don't even have a system or process. And that's what sales phone, it's just a process. It's a series of pages to lead the, the prospect from whatever your sales path is to becoming a client. And that's it. And so your funnel might be two pages, might be 20 pages. Right. So that's the, you know, my best example lay definition. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And, and it's, do they also kind of intermingle a sales funnel with a landing page, right? They're kind of, it's just, it's a little bit of the same thing, right? Well, Some, they're the same thing. Just a landing page is generally the first page. Yeah. Right. So what someone lands on. So when someone will come to like a the landing page or opt-in page or squeeze page, they all mean the same thing. And it's just generally the first step in the funnel, Got it. which is almost always enter a name and email so that I can capture their name and email so I can follow up with them marketing wise. A lot of people nowadays though will make that first page just an order form. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of marketers now are saying, I don't want a list of a bunch of emails. I only want people to want to buy my stuff. Which is, there's, there's definitely two schools of that because a lot of people still say that one of the most valuable things you can have is an email list, right? It's true. People say the money's in the list. Um, what the kind of modern marketer is doing though is they use what they, they've termed the invisible list which is due to all the advertising platforms, is once someone visits a page, the technology puts what's called a cookie, which is just a pixel, which is all techno babble. I don't really know what it is. It's a string of code that you paste on a website. And then that code, that pixel or cookie, magically remembers who you are. And so now I can show ads to you. And so a lot of people have moved away from an email list because it takes time and money to do that. And open rates are terrible. Whereas if you visit a page and then I can start showing my ads on any browser you visit from your mobile device or your laptop is I'm really top of mind anyway. And so they call it the omnipresent strategy. So if you've ever searched for something and noticed that like later you're on the Wall Street Journal and you saw an ad for that or you're on the you know, San Diego newspaper and you saw the ad, that it's just following you around. To me, that's almost better right now. Because it's less content you got to create. You just got to focus about creating, you know, an ad message. Instead of email list, people use the invisible list, which just allows the ad platforms to use the cookie to display ads. So as long as you make that message match up with where they're at in the funnel, then they work very well. Like probably the most cost-effective ads you can do. So let me ask you this question. When you hear people talk about email lists and the value that it's, it's an asset for a company, Do you think not having something like an email list and then trying at some point to potentially sell your company is is going to be an issue? Or do you think we're literally moving away from having to capture and maintain and hold that data because it's happening online in the background with these cookies and pixels and things like that? Well, I think the asset when, when someone buys a company, the asset's the customers, right? I mean, I do a lot of online business, obviously, and you would be shocked at how many people have huge databases and don't make any money. So I don't know. 
I've told people that before over the years, right? The money's in the list because I'd heard it. I believed it to be true. Yep. You know, there's so many other things. It's, it's, it's not just money sitting there, right? The money's in the segmentation of the list. The money's in the follow-up to the list. The money's in, you know, making the right offer to the right person at the right time in the list. So, you know, the list by itself is useless. I mean, you could pick up a phone book and have an instant list. Right. Okay. So you then became very much intrigued with the whole concept of funnels. And then you are now very much, you're an expert at it. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty good at it. Great. So your business now has turned into not only having your own courses and your own webinars or, or all of the products that you actually sell, but you've also created a consulting business to help people who want to take their knowledge and put it online via course or webinar to understand how to do that and then use the process of funnels to get the sales. And then do you also teach the, the ad portion of it too? I don't personally teach the ad part. What I do is I teach people how to, you know, let's call it ads 101, if you will, how to get the traffic system set up, the pixels, the conversion events, and the audiences. And then I show them how to get started and run their ads. What I tell people is that running ads is a little bit like being a day trader. It's not really a set it and forget it for most people, right? You could create some two or three ads and set it and forget it. And if you have a high ticket offer, maybe you're good. But if you want to scale, right? You want sales coming in every day. You want to sell an online course. Like, you know, we sell over 10,000 courses with one funnel. That takes setting up dozens and dozens of ad campaigns and ad sets and ad creatives and shutting things off and turning back on. So mm -hmm. I recommend that most people just hire someone to do that, right? But in the beginning, I always want to give my clients enough that they can get their, pro their program, their course, their funnel launched and making money so that they can use the money from that funnel to then fund it, right? They can use mm -hmm. that money for ads. They can use that money to hire people, right? To start to replace themselves. So that's how I do the ads personally. My area of expertise is, is absolutely in strategy, knowing what pieces are necessary. This is one of these things like in the beginning where you do it so often, you dismiss it like it's not valuable. Right. But I would say one of the biggest things that people find value is they'll come to me and they'll have this big idea. They'll understand it conceptually, right? Like, here's what I want to do but they won't know the 55 pieces that are necessary. And so even for a while, I consulted one of ClickFunnels, eight-figure award winners, which meant they'd done $10 million a year. Brilliant marketers, fantastic salespeople. But what happens, they were selling projects without clearly understanding themselves what actually needed to happen to develop and fulfill that. And so it created like an implosion. And until we fixed that, you know, they were not destined for greatness. They were destined for bankruptcy. And so it was able to, you know, come in and fix that and say, look, we can sell this. It's great. But here's everything that has to get done. And I just, my brain just works that way. And I, I attribute that to using Infusionsoft for so many years is, you know, having to think out all the scenarios, like if this happens, then what? And so people come to me, I, I help them with the strategy and then give them a blueprint. And in that blueprint, it illustrates in a project management task, like every little thing they need from the copy to the images, to the SEO, to the ad campaigns or retargeting recipes, like the funnel pages, all the integrations and give that to them. 
and then they can go build it on their own or my team will build it for them, right? It doesn't matter to me which one. We can often do it cheaper. We get a build and then I help them launch. I'm kind of jumped ahead here. So the first step I help people with strategy. Right, so that's so that's what I want to do. I want to actually ask you, there's, two, there's an A and a B person. There's an A person who comes to you with this grandiose idea. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. They, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've come to you and said, wow, I think I have something. And then there's going to be B who is sort of like, I want to do this, but I don't know what I have to offer. So can you speak to both of those situations? Do you actually help the B person actually figure out what their what their gift to the world is? I do. So, and so that's what I was in backup. So everything I do online falls a four-step framework and people can write this down through listing. This is, to me, this is a master's degree in online marketing. It is the first step whether you're a person A or person B, a strategy. And I'm going to speak to each point. So most people skip strategy altogether, right? It's crazy, but they do it. But the people who start with strategy will typically go create this grandiose plan. And oftentimes they don't understand what it's going to take to execute that. So even when person A comes to me, I break down their strategy into five elements. What's their offer or offers? And then we do the math. It's amazing how many people have not done the math. And you brought that up a bunch of times. So that's obviously very important in this. It's an important thing, right? But people don't do it. So I break down their you know, strategy, offer, and then what type of funnel they need to execute that, you know, to sell that offer. And then when we have that done, that's the blueprint and the map. Now I can show them what type of content they need. And now we find out what type of content they're willing to create. So an example, you're obviously very good at podcast and interviewing people. I, on the other hand, not that good. So podcasts would not be part of my content strategy because I know I'm not going to do it. Going into like a funnel idea, thinking you're going to do video when you're not, it's not going to work, right? So we just get this out of the way in the beginning. So again, you have your step one strategy. First part of that, your offer, then your funnel, then your content. And now we got to figure out how you're going to launch it and how you're going to get traffic. Person A or person B, they still have to go through that in order for me to work with them. And then step two in the four-step framework is getting it built. This is where most people start. Your listeners will talk, they can respond with comments and let us know if, if this resonates with them. They get a ClickFunnels account or a lead pages account or a, you know whatever account, they, and they start building. Mm -hmm. And they try to use templates. And then they find like, oh, this template has a video. I don't have a video, so now I'm stuck. Or, wow, this template looks amazing, but I don't have amazing photos. I don't have a professional. And so they get overwhelmed. They get frustrated. So they start the process over. And they might have a dozen funnels or 200 funnels. And none of them are launched to making any money. They're just stuck in this little hamster wheel of building. The reasons they don't have their strategy. Like they didn't get clear on strategy. And it always reminds me, my wife and I are in San Diego. Our family's in Florida. It was when my second child was born in June of 14 was the first time we had any family come out. And so for four and a half years, we had never had a date night. My mother-in-law's here. Our baby is like two weeks old and we were going to go out for a three-hour date. We drove around for 90 minutes in the car going, what do you want to do? I don't know. You have any idea? We wasted our whole time because we yep. didn't know what we were going to do. So that's what people do when they start with step two building. Step three is getting launched. Most people quit right here because they don't have a clear strategy, they're not confident in what they build, or they definitely don't have money for ads. And so they're like, well, I'm gonna spend money on ads. And they don't have the expectation, like I said earlier, they're not expecting to buy data. They have like their last 
and they're hoping it turns into a sale mm-hmm. or they, you know, they'll spend three or $400 and go, well, it doesn't work. This internet's a scam. Yeah. It, it's just crazy. But step four is optimize and scale. This is where 99% of us make money. So unless you're the guy or girl that walks into 7-Eleven and buys your first lottery ticket and wins, unless you're that person, you fit into this other bracket where 99% of us make money on optimizing and scaling. So that's what I help my clients with. Now, my expertise is the bookends, strategy, and then optimize. So people will come to me if they're person A, sometimes like, hey, I have this great vision. I have a funnel. It's not working. I just had a client who's gotten three two comma awards. So this is a two comma award from ClickFunnels for a million dollars with one funnel. He has three of them. So you would think, why does he need to speak to me? I have one. He's got three. But he said, look, I have this webinar. It's doing okay. It needs to do better. Can you fix? So, right. I was like, great. We had a strategy talk. We don't need to build anything. It's built. We don't need to launch it. They're spending two grand a week on ads. So I said, you have to give me the conversion data. And this is what I love on my numbers guy. The conversion data always tells you what's working or not working, how well it's working or how poorly it's working. And every Tuesday, I do revenue partner meetings in the morning. And every Tuesday, Joe, it's so funny. Some of these people have been saying this to me for months or a year. They go, you know, I really like this ad or I really like this page. And I say, well, you know, it's not getting any clicks. It's not getting any opt-ins. And they go, but I like it. Like, well, you, you know, print it off and look at it. Like, we can't use it. It's not working. <laughs> we have to use what's working. That's it. It's a four-step framework. It doesn't matter if you're seasoned or not. Because it just shows you where you're at in the project and shows you, you know, when you go to the mall, there's that map that says you are here. Mm-hmm. That's what it does. It just shows you where you're at. Person B that is just getting started, it's the same thing. We're going to say, hey, who's your niche? Who do you want to serve? Just this morning, someone messaged me and she's like, I'm so confused. I have three different things I want to focus on. So, well, we can't focus on three, but we have to like, which one are you most passionate about? Which one are you best equipped to get results in? And we just start going through that process until we find one that's going to help. And then it's, you go through the process. You know, Kevin O'Leary says, you get to the point where you're like, I'm going to take it out back and shoot it. Or, hey, this is working. We talked about you having zero money when you kind of started all of this, right? But we keep talking about what it takes to put the money back in for the ads and how it's important that a fair amount of money has to be spent in that. If my listeners are hearing this and they're going, you know, right now I'm I'm living paycheck to paycheck. And to, to be honest, that paycheck could literally be the government sending me the little bit of unemployment that I'm getting right now. But I have to do something. Is it still a viable option for them to get into something like this if they do truly have an expertise that you don't have to do a lot of convincing to them to say, yeah, you do have a gift that you should be sharing. Like they, they already kind of know it, but they're afraid to maybe make this jump. Is, is it still something viable for these people? Absolutely. And I'll tell you, it, there's two, two different things. So if you're just going to be online, you can use what's called organic traffic. So we've been talking about paid ads. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, a lot of us start out with organic. Because if money's tight, we don't want to spend money on something that's not tested. So you can use organic traffic strategies. Now, I don't use the word free. A lot of experts will tell you, oh, there's free traffic, which is nonsense. The free traffic, I think, is the most expensive traffic we can buy because it takes our time, right? We got to post content and create content. But you can do this and you can create content and put it out into groups and get people to engage with you and jump on phone calls. And then at that point, you're doing a sales call. 
And so people, uh, you know, some of the listeners may know this, but a lot of people in my circles know there's a thing called the value ladder, which is like basically five steps. What happens is the first step is your free offer, your opt-in, right? Your landing page. Give me your name and email and I'll give you something free. Then the second step is your inexpensive product, right? People call it a tripwire or self-liquidating offer. It's an inexpensive offer. Then the third step is your core offer, your signature course. And then step four is like your profit maximizer, which is usually a higher ticket item or something small that can just tack onto the core offer. And then step five is your continuity program, your membership. Here's the problem. Most of us don't have five things to offer in the beginning. We're just starting out. We're not even sure that one thing's going to work. So I always encourage people to start with a high ticket offer. This is interesting because people want to start with a low ticket offer because they feel like it's easier to create or, you know, it's less intimidating. If someone doesn't want it, they want a refund, but it's hard to make the math work. If you start with a high ticket offer, $1,000 offer, $5,000 offer, $10,000 offer, what happens is you have to work with fewer people. You got more money. Now that money is what goes into the ads. So that's one way. The other way was when I got started, with my consulting, I used a concept I called discovering hidden profits in your business. I would go to business owners and I would say, hey, what's your business? You have any automation set up? They almost all said no. I said, hey, if I can show you how to make money this week or this month without spending any extra money, just from your list, will you pay me 50% of it? And almost all of them said yes. Almost none of them paid me. One of them was a yoga studio where we were literally having coffee. She was crying how busy she was. She didn't have any more time, but wasn't enough money to open a new studio, yada, yada, yada. So I said, hey, I got this concept called Discovering Hidden Profits in Your Business. Let's go look at your mind body online, which is their CRM software. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let's identify segments. Remember earlier I said, you know, the list is in the money, but it's really in the segmentation of the list. So we identified a group of people who had been into her yoga studio 330 days or more in the past 12 months. Now, there's only 365 days in a year. Like those people had been into her studio more than she had been. So I said, hey, you think they'd want to be certified as a yogi? She's like, I don't know. And I said, well, hell, they might already be. Like, let's email them and ask them. And so we sent out an email and a bunch of people responded like, yeah, we would love a certification course. So she made an offer, $2,200. I think she did like $88,000 like that. And I was like, that's um, awesome. Where's my $44,000? Yeah, right. And she's like, well, I can't pay you $44,000. I mean, all you did was tell me to send an email. I'm like, I just helped you make $88,000. Like, of course. But, you know, I get dozens of stories like that. And so that's how I started my consulting business. And, you know, after a first couple burned me, I started saying, hey, look, you know, here's my track record. I'll help you. But I need a little money up front. I need a draw. Yeah. And that started working and you know, it's, but that's how I got started. I just put the work in, right. As an entrepreneur, I, I hate when people call me and say, and I have a really good friend like this, so I'm not picking on anybody. This is a dear friend of mine. I'll never forget a couple of years ago. He was, he had been unemployed for like a year and a half. And I'm like, dude, why don't you just go get a job? He's like, well, I try. So well, how do you try? He's like, well, I, you know, look at that one as I said, just go pick somewhere and go to work. I mean, that's what I did at that technology company with the kiosk. And he's like, no, I can't do that. I'm like, well, see, like you don't want to work. If you want to work, there's a difference of like wanting to work and needing a job, like money or income, right? Like if you truly want it, you just have to go do it. And it's no different than online. I spend probably three hours a day helping people with their business with no expectation, completely free. Because one, that's what it takes to build your brand, to get your name out there, to be you know, invited amazing opportunities like this, right? You just have to put yourself out there. Yeah. And if you have a skill that you can help people with, a result you can help people get, 
the right people will be attracted to you. And Absolutely. Amen to that because that's so true. Yeah, and I heard this video today. I'm going to post it on my Facebook so you can go watch it. But there's a guy named Sean Stevenson, if you've heard of him. He was a, I don't think so. An amazing individual. I'm not sure if he's a quadriplegic or, you know, he was in a wheelchair. He's only like three foot tall. He's amazing, but just a giant. I saw him speak live at the Funnel Hacking Live event on their year two, I think it was. And I, he, I think he just passed away because someone's sharing a lot of his videos. But he told a story, which is relevant to what we just talked about. And he said, hey, when there's a water rescue and the helicopters come in to rescue people who are in the water, who do you think they're going to rescue first? Because they can't rescue everyone. They rescue those people who swim towards them, right? And he said, it's the same way in business. Like you can't rescue people that don't want help. And so that's what I've learned over the years is you have to put yourself out there. You got to help people. The people that want your help, they will swim towards you. And then you're in business and that's it. Then just reinvest in the business and put money into ads and start to automate. That's how you take yourself out of the business. And there's a sincerity about you too, that should any of the listeners want to get involved in this, it's kind of what grabbed me and why I wanted to have you on because there's a lot of people out there that it's just about the sale and there's, there's no human underlying condition. It's literally this robotic, very cold. And you're not like that. I don't find Dean Graciosi to be that way either. He, he lives locally here and he seems very sincere. I think it's kind of nice that that's the new wave. Those people are rising to the top and the used car salesman people are, you know, are getting noticed. They're getting, they're getting called out. So right. it's nice. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I can spot it. When I see it and hear it, I can spot it. So again, I don't want to keep you longer than, than you promised to give me. Um, I could talk to you all day about this because it's very interesting. If someone is listening to this and they either have an idea or they don't, but they have an underlying feeling they might have some value to give to the world. I know that you have various websites, so I want to give them a clear channel to A, to contact you, however you want to be contacted, and B, where you would want them to go to at least look at what you offer. So if they do want to start working with you, they have a clear, direct path to get to you. Yeah, I appreciate that. It, I try to make it super easy for people. I do have a bunch of different funnels for a bunch of different offers, but mm -hmm. the easiest way is to just use my name, Drew Burks, which is D-R-E-W-B-U-R-K-S. And maybe you could put that in the link. But yep. so if you go to Facebook, it's just facebook.com slash Drew Burks. That's my personal profile. Send me a message. Hey, I heard you on Joe's podcast or Instagram. If you prefer Instagram, it's at Drew Burks. Message me. Hey, I saw you or heard you on Joe's podcast. Or my website is drewburks.com. Based on current offer or promotion I'm doing that time, that page may or may not look different. So, but you're always safe. Just go to add Drew Burks and you can find me anywhere. I was looking at, oh yeah, escape the job life. Yeah. That's what really caught me. Personally, I just want people to do what they're passionate about and wake up every day and enjoy life. And that grabbed me. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the deal right there. It's funny you brought that up. So I created that in 2010. It's a WordPress site. It's a blog. That's what I'm so passionate about is helping people escape the job life. But in 2010, I thought my audience that I was desiring to help, I thought the people who were going to be my ideal client, if you will, were nine to five employees. What I found in the last 36 months is it's not the nine to five employee, it's the freelancer. And here's why. The employees, they're not swimming towards me right? Like the freelancers, they've already said, hey, I don't want to go to a nine to five anymore. Like I want to do this online thing. I want to be in the e-learning space and, the, and help people, but I don't know how. 
those are the people that I'm best equipped to help because they're willing to swim to me, right? They're saying, hey, I know I need a funnel. I don't know how to create one. Or Drew, I have a course and I want to use a webinar. Those are people I can help. And, and so that's just something you have to get clear. It took me a long time, too long to figure it out. And I love nothing more. I talk to people almost every day who have a job and I try to convince them to quit their job. <laughs> but, you know, it's a big ask, right? They're like, hey, I'm used yeah. to a paycheck. I got benefits. I got this. And so I love to help them. And if someone's listening to have a job, call me. I can talk to you all day. But someone who's already made that decision, they're already doing it. They're trying to go from, you know, freelancer, which is still trading time for money to kind of the the business owner. They're starting to look to replace themselves with automation or maybe outsourcing. Those are the people that, I, that I'm best equipped to help. Perfect. And I, I want to ask this really quick because I don't know if we were clear on it, but the course itself that someone is going to design or their webinar or whatever, do you recommend that they somehow get something put together before they talk to you? Or do you actually help them with pulling that information out of them and putting it into an organized format? Yeah, almost you know, again, person A or person B, right? Person A already has it. Then what I'll do is kind of review it and tell them like, hey, it's perfect. Or, hey, I would add this or take this. But I would say the majority of people that come to me, they don't have a course yet. They have an idea. So I give them the framework. I show them how to structure the course. I give them a lot of fill in the blank frameworks and then we do it together. So they create the content, but each step of the way, like I review it with them. Hey, perfect. Check off, do the next module. Hey, redo it, do it this way. So that includes sometimes I give them the video scripts. I give them the frameworks of how to create their PDFs. We have in Canva, we have all the course books and guidebooks designed. Yep. So we just give that to them. And a lot of people want to do it on their own. If they don't, I have a team of virtual assistants that have already been trained on all of that. So just based on what kind of help they want, we can basically do everything soup to nut with them, not for them, but with them. Yep. Or we can give them the pieces, they go off and do it and come back and then we check it off and move to the next step. That's awesome. All right. Well, like I said, I could talk to you forever because this is really exciting and I think it's very timely. And I just hope more people who are very unhappy with their daily life and their trading time for money hear this and realize that there's no way out of that scenario and there's nothing good that comes out of it in the end. You're spending less time with your family. There's just no win at the end of that. It's the worst trade we can make, right? Trading yeah. time for money. And, you know, I always find it's people go to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week to provide a lifestyle that they don't even get to participate in. And I have really good friends like that. You know, I love them to death. They have three kids and they both work corporate jobs and they make great money. But, you know, their kids don't see them all day. The nanny takes them to school. The nanny picks them up. They get home between you know, 5.30 if they're lucky, 6.30 or 7. So they get to see their kids at dinner and bedtime. There are days with my kids all day, I'm like, well, maybe they figured it out. <laughs> maybe I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, all joking aside, I just like, I wouldn't want that. I'd, I want to be at home all day to see the kids. So. Well, I really appreciate this, man. It was super enlightening. I appreciate your time and your knowledge. I'm very excited to do this at some point myself. I just have to figure out if what I have in my brain of my 58 years on this earth has any value to the world. And if so, then I have to figure out how to formulate it. I'm probably going to be asking you for a lot of help. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate you first and foremost. Thank you. It was amazing sitting here. I could talk about it all day as well. Um, and then always consider me a resource. And then just, you know, I would change one language pattern is it's not a matter if 
what you have up there can be a value. It absolutely can be a value. You just need to figure out who yeah. is going to be the value to you, right? One of the lessons I learned was as a consultant, I would tend to make different offers for each client and it made it difficult to grow. It made it difficult to delegate or outsource. And then I had someone who was a little smarter than I am. They said, hey, create one offer and just go find the people that want need that offer. And that one little change really shifted my business. So Right. It's like you can't be everything to everybody, right? But you can be something amazing to the people that really right. need what you have to offer. Right. And so yeah. I think, you know, you just, another quick thing I'll share with you and then we'll jump off here is a friend of mine told me once, he said, Drew, my business changed when I stopped walking into rooms like I knew everything. And I started walking into every room going, who can I learn from and what can I learn in here? Right. And it just shifted the perspective of being a know-it-all to, I can learn something from everyone. I'm, I'm always going to strive to get better. And so I think as long as people will do that, ego can't get in the way. Wise words, my friend. <laughs> All right, True. Well, appreciate- Thank you very, very much. I really do appreciate this. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, man. We'll talk soon for sure. All right. I can't thank you enough for tuning into my podcast. It's definitely an honor for me to be in your ears and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast and possibly rating it, sharing it, and if you have the time to write a review. I hope the content that I'm delivering is something very special to you and once again, thank you so much for listening.